Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, we are taking a virtual trip to Michigan to chat with the talented Susie Finkbeiner. Susie wears many hats as a wife, mother of three, speaker, and best-selling author in the Christian Booksellers Association. Her latest release, The All-American, is coming soon in July. So, Susie, welcome to the RV. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. I was looking forward to go back to Michigan. I've been there once, but it was too cold for my standards, so I didn't see much about <laughs> it. <laughs> As a lifelong Michigander, can you share some of your favorite aspects of living in Michigan? There is so much to love about Michigan. Um, and I hope that when you come back, you come in the summertime or the fall. Fall is fantastic. Really good. Um, I love the seasons because there's always something new going on, you know, some some change. And I'm a, I'm a big nature um, lover. And so there are there's a lot of wild space in Michigan still a lot of woods, a lot of um, lakefront. The lakes are huge and they're wild and they're more like oceans than lakes. Um, and I I just love how diverse our state is. Um, just ethnically and um, culturally and every city is different and has a different feel. So um, next time you come to Michigan, I would love to have you come to the west side of the state and I will show you some beautiful things over here. Oh my gosh, I need to buy my ticket because I see that this is an invitation that I cannot refuse. So I'll be there next summer. Okay, that sounds great. I promise. I would love that. Thank you. And uh, Susie, you mentioned having quite a few hobbies from singing and cooking to painting, hiking, and reading. So of all the books you've read, all of the books you read, is there one that stands out as the book that truly changed your life? You know, I, I do read a lot. So this is a hard question to answer, but I, I would say that 
John Steinbeck's The Grapes of Wrath was a, a, a catalyst for me because when I read it, I realized that that was, that was the sort of writing that I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to write something that would that would show the reality of how how people live and how hard life can be, but also um, show that there is hope and that there are good people who who want to pull each other up and and help each other along. And and so I think that that was that was a a big moment for me. I was seventeen when I read it, Hi. and. Yeah, it was it was one of those books that I just I come back to all the time. I own nine copies of it because because there are fancy ones with pretty covers. <laughs> so I have to get those. There are so many books that inspire us. It's so difficult to choose between so many. And what genre of books do you particularly enjoy reading? You know, I'm a I'm an adventurous reader, so I will read almost any genre, but I gravitate toward not so literary that it gives me a headache. But I love I love the character driven, um, very introspective novels that really dive deeply into the character, um, like Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell or Maggie Farrell or um, Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Doerr. So just those those books that make me think and that I think about long after. And talking about being a writer, starting is not always easy. In your writing journey, you mentioned experiencing rejections and disappointments. How do you navigate through this? challenges and find the motivation to persevere? You know, first of all, the most important factor is having people in my life who love me enough to allow me to sulk a little, <laughs> but not continue to sulk. Um, friends that will say they're there I understand it's hard, it's sad, but then in the next sentence, we'll say, what are you going to do next? And so they spur me on to continue. And they, um, I was just talking to my husband the other day and he said, you can't quit. You can't. Um, and he's not bossy with me, but he was bossy in that moment. And I'm glad he was. But I think having community around you that can encourage you, but also that you can encourage. Um, because sometimes when we're in a sad place or we're disappointed and we have the opportunity to feed that encouragement back to people, it can lift our own spirits. And so um, I think it's important to, to just have good people. And, um, and the world is smaller now since we have the internet and this capability to zoom or, you know, so, so finding that community, no matter how far away it is, it's, it's essential. Yes. I love the idea about community. Actually, this podcast is all about 
community. We can help each other in so many ways. For example, just telling the person, don't quit like your husband did. Yeah, community and family is it's a blessing. It is. And it doesn't take, it doesn't cost you anything to say an encouraging word. It costs you nothing, but it, it gives you so much and it gives the other people so much. Yeah. And uh, Susie, your childhood experience of playing the March Sisters with friends based on the characters from Little Women sounds delightful. <laughs> Yeah, it was so much fun. There were four of us girls, Aaron, Christy, Jaina, and me. And we were we were all big readers and we still are. And we're still friends even 35 years later. And um, we still talk about books. Um, in fact, Jaina and I, the other day, were having... Um, we were quoting Hamlet back and forth to each other on Instagram. And it's just so much fun um, to have people that that you can kind of be nerdy with. <laughs> and also growing up in a family of storytellers must have profoundly impacted your writing. So could you share a particular memory or influence from your family that stands out in shaping your creative path? I remember one of my earlier memories. I'm the youngest of four kids. And so when my siblings were practicing reading, my mom would say, go read to Susie. And, um, and so I remember very, very clearly sitting on the couch with my big sister, Ginger, and she was reading a story to me. And it, it made me realize how, like, I, I felt so loved that she would spend time re reading a story I picked out and doing the different voices and um, answering questions. And I think that that, that was very formative for me because I realized that sharing a story is sharing love. It's it's an act of love. And so um, there are many times when I'm writing and I'm having a hard day. And I just remember sharing a story is sharing love. That's all it is. That's all there is to it. And so I just, I love that memory of my sister and me. And um, if she... I, I bet she would still read a story to me if I asked her to. <laughs> and let's talk about your upcoming book, The All-American. I could see that it explores the contrast between communism and baseball in the 1950s. So Susie, how did you come up with the idea for All-American? And what inspired you to write a story centered around the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League? Um, I was actually reading two books of it around the same time. And um, one was called the um, A Good American Family by David Marinus. And it was about how his father was accused of being a communist and he he wasn't. But this was in Detroit in 1952. And it, 
he lost his job at the Detroit Free Press. He his family had to relocate to Wisconsin. Um, it it changed their entire lives, and it was a lot of upheaval. And so I started researching more into that and just how how scary of a time it was that anyone could accuse someone of being a communist. Um, and and the question of who gets to say that they're an American, what does it mean to be an American? Which is a question I've asked myself many times in my life. But then at the around the same time, I was reading a book called the Incredible Women of the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, about the women playing baseball, um, the women that many people consider the league of their own girls, because there's the movie, there's the TV series. And I was a student athlete, so I played sports all through elementary school, middle school, and part of high school. So I, I love sports. Um, my kids are athletes. And so I'm always intrigued by sports stories and and especially these ladies, because if they hadn't played, I wouldn't have been able to play in high school, probably. Um, so I was reading that book and I realized that the timelines matched. So there was the women playing baseball in 1952 at the same time as people being accused of being communist. And I thought, what if those two very contrasting ideas were in the same book? And that was that was how the story started in my mind. I believe you had to research a lot. And yes. Was, how did you do it? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, first of all, I love researching. Um, it's, it's like playtime for me to to just dig into research. And when I research, one resource always leads to another, to another, to another. So there's no lack of material. Um, some of my favorite things to do is to read books that were written in that time period um, about what happened. I love to read old newspaper articles and magazine articles, which I can access online or at my library. I love watching old newsreels. And one nice thing about writing fiction set in 1950 and after is that everything's on YouTube. So it's very easy to access. But probably the best part is all of the um, stories, the firsthand accounts from the women who played baseball, um, because they told amazing stories. They were really great storytellers. They were hilarious and um, just would tell it how it is. And so I read a few books with firsthand accounts and watched some interviews with them. And I would like you could tell us a little bit about Bertha and Flossie, maybe about their personalities. 
they are your main characters. Am I right? Mm -hmm. You are right. And I'm only laughing because Flossie's personality is over the top. <laughs> um, she She's 11 and she is the kind of girl who has no problem telling the teacher that she's wrong, um, <laughs> correcting the teacher. And Flossie's usually right too. She's an 11 year old who it seems was born as a 35 year old woman. She wants to be older. She wants to be mature. And, but the problem is that she's the smallest in her class and she gets made fun of and she doesn't really have any friends except the March sisters or Anne Shirley from Anne of Green Gables. So she reads a lot. Um, she's very spunky. Bertha, on the other hand, is she's got friends, but most of them are boys. And she's 16 and she plays baseball with the boys in the neighborhood. She's a lot more down to earth than Flossie is. And she's just she's fearless. She seems to be fearless. But then when their father is accused of being a communist, it really shakes everything up for them. And it changes them in many ways. These girls, they get along. How, how is their relationship? Because they are very different. Yes. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, and I think something that's really interesting to me about writing Brothers and Sisters is watching how their relationship changes because of the trauma or the um, conflict that they encounter. So in the beginning, they don't really understand each other and they kind of miss each other, you know, coming and going. But as the story develops, mm -hmm. they, they grow closer and they find how important they are to each other. Yeah, because this is a very, I can't even imagine being accused of being a communist in those times. No. Oh, it was it was horrible for a lot of people. Yeah, I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. And Susie, you mentioned working on a novella for a collection with Kriegel Publications. Yes. So could you give us a sneak peek into the project and how it feels to collaborate with other talented authors. This this project is is something brand new for me. I've never written a novella before and this one is a love story and I've never done that before either. So this is this is something brand new for me. It's set in 1969, which I I love writing the 60s. Um, there's just something really interesting about that decade for me. And my character's name is Kate. 
and she's living in New York City. And that's also new for me, writing something that far outside of Michigan. But writing, working with Rachel and Allison is so fun because they're so capable. Um, They're so talented that I trust them. And I know that what they write is going to be spectacular. And so not only does that give me confidence, it it gives me drive to do the best I can because I I want to to honor their work by working hard myself. And so it it's this book is you are co-authoring with them. Is that correct? Yes, they're each writing. Um Rachel is writing a story set during World War One. And Allison is writing a story set during World War II. And then mine is is, um, Vietnam era. So our styles get to be different as they they are. But there is a thread that that goes through each of them. And it's it's the same wedding dress for each lady. As a writer, what advice or encouragement would you give to aspiring authors who maybe facing their own rejections and setbacks? I would say congratulations, because if you are facing setbacks or rejections, it means you're trying. And it means that you are putting the work in and you are doing something completely terrifying um, and audacious and big. And so many people never get to that point. So congratulations. I'm proud of you. You should be proud of you. And these rejections, honestly, they're a badge of honor. It's like, you know, they're your your merit badges. If you're a Boy Scout or Girl Scout, <laughs> you're earning something. This is great. Every one of the great authors in literary history faced massive rejection. Shakespeare, Steinbeck, Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, um, Maya Angelou, all of our, the best writers rejected so many times. Maya Um, Angelou is the perfect example. And, and if she hadn't stuck with it, we wouldn't have her beautiful literature. So good job. Good job. And this is the most important thing that I could ever say to someone who is writing, no matter where they are in their career. Um, and I have to say it to myself all the time. When when you face these things, rejection, it is not the end. It is not, it is not a door closing in your face. It's a chance for you to try again. And if you're rejected by one publishing house, here's the thing, that publishing house wasn't the right one. It wasn't the right one for this project. There will be another one. You just have to understand that you're going to have to keep working and you're going to have to keep being courageous. But that's that's what we do. We put ourselves out there. We're vulnerable. We're, we're sensitive, but that's okay. That's okay. It's our superpower. So keep going. It's not over. You can keep going. We needed to listen to these words. And if you want to be an author, 
do not really think about being successful. Just write, 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 and the outcomes will come. At least you write something that maybe your kids are going to read or <laughs> your friends. Yeah, my aunt, she was in her 80s and she wrote her memoir. And it's this teeny tiny book. And the only people she wanted to read it was her family. And you know what? That is a gift. And it was not a waste because she did what she set out to do. And it, and it's such a sweet story. It really is. So write what you want to write, what, write what you feel like you must write. And if you only want that for a few people, that's fine. That's fine. You will be better for having written it. Susie, you are a blessing. I have to mm -hmm. tell you, you brought a beautiful energy to this podcast today. Oh, and you are, you are such a gracious and welcoming, hospitable hostess. So thank you for that. Thank you. And the most important question, where can we find you online, find your books? You can find me on Instagram where I am an utter goofball most of the time. <laughs> lots of pictures of my cat and lots of pictures of the books that I'm enjoying. You can find me on Facebook on my author page where we talk, we have a lot of discussions, a lot of conversations about life, about nature, about books and such. And then you can find me on TikTok where I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> but you can also find me on my website. My website is suzyfinkbeiner.com. Mm -hmm. I I think I will try TikTok, but I I, I still didn't. <laughs> but I will. TikTok is a weird place. <laughs> so Susie, thank you for your time today, and our doors are open for you. You are always welcome, and also to our listeners, I want to tell you that Susie will be featured in our magazine in June. You will be able to check out her new book, her website. So don't forget to subscribe to our website, www.relatable-media.com and find about our magazine and many other things. So Susie, thank you again. and. I will be there next year during summer time. Thank you. I look forward to that. Please, please do. Deal. Okay. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening, and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy! 
Hey, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.